Next up on Saturday mornings at your service, it's Welcome to Health. Greatest Grains and the Welcome to Health Center bring you Dr. Kurt Rexroth, chiropractor and clinical nutritionist. Dr. Rexroth is here to answer your questions about chiropractic, nutrition, or healthy weight loss. So give Dr. Rexroth a call at 344-1420, or you can find him online at welcometohealth.com. And now here's Dr. Kurt Rexroth. Good morning, Quad Cities. Beautiful day here in the Quad Cities, and I hope you got all get out and enjoy it. Um, we've got lots to do this morning. I'm, I want to first of all mention that we are continuing with our weight loss seminars on Tuesday evening at 6.30 at the Welcome to Health Clinic. Now, for those of you who don't know where that is, it is across from the Moline Kmart. Now, you're on 23rd Avenue or sometimes known as the Avenue of the Cities, and you will see the Moline Kmart. You turn uh, off of the Avenue of the Cities on 53rd Street toward the south, and you will see us on the left-hand side of the road. we got a big sign there, and uh, you'll be able to see the Welcome to Health Center. Now, that's Tuesday evening at 6.30. Um, We've had a full house here the last few weeks, and I want you to call the uh, clinic before you come in if you can. Uh, Otherwise, just show up, but we'll always have seats for you. The uh, number is 309 764-2115 and call the clinic let us know you're going to be coming if you want to call right now that's fine just leave us a message give us your name your phone number and we'll get back to you and uh, we'll set that up for you all right so now this morning what are we going to talk about well we're going to talk about something unusual as a matter of fact Um, a few years back in fact it was probably when i was still in i was still when i was still in uh, chiropractic college around 27 years ago um there was a ongoing battle between the medical world and the chiropractic world. Uh, it was kind of kind of interesting because um, chiropractors were always kind of a little. They thought that there was something going on in the background. They thought that there was there was some kind of attack going on. But you know who knows? Are you just being paranoid, or are you are you? Is there really something going on? And then three big cardboard boxes of documents showed up on the on the front steps of Palmer College, and these three documents documented that the AMA, the National Hospital Association, the National Orthopedic Association, et cetera, had a focused uh, campaign to disseminate false information about chiropractic in order to get rid of the profession. Their goal stated in these documents was to contain and eliminate chiropractic as a profession. And they were all AMA and official documents from what was called the Committee on Quackery. Now, it was kind of interesting because when you went all the way back in these documents to the very beginning, and it went back 40 years when this committee was actually established. Um, But in the early documents, they wanted to discredit chiropractic by doing studies to prove that chiropractic did not work. Well, the studies worked, but in the favor of chiropractic, namely they found out the chiropractic did work, so they actually abandoned that particular tack and they dis- attack and dis- decided that instead of taking the tack of defaming or of, of um, proving that chiropractic didn't work, they were just going to lambast chiropractic in every way they could. They even called chiropractors rabid dogs and killers. Now, uh, for those of you who don't know what an ad hominem argument is. Um, you know, ad hominem means an argument against the man or against the person as opposed to an argument against the truth or falsity 
or the, or the good or bad argumentation of the other person. You attack the person. Now, we've seen a lot of that, of course, in the news here lately. You don't uh, attack a person based on facts, or you don't attack them based on um, what you do is you use innuendo and you use uh, accusation, right? You know, it kind of goes, um, an innuendo is when you kind of ask a question. I wonder, I wonder really strongly whether this person is doing such and such. You know, we've heard a lot of that. Or, or it's, you know, we definitely know that this person is doing such and such, but we don't have evidence. And that kind of thing is, is, has gone on a lot lately. But um, in terms of the, this particular attack of the medical profession on chiropractic, it was more focused on innuendo and just, you know, defamation. It was, you know, rabid dogs and killers. Are you kidding? If you know the chiropractors out there, the, the, you, know, you may not even go to a chiropractor, but you know chiropractors, and you know these are people that are concerned about their patients. So it's, uh, you know, it's just really, and people don't die <laughs> with chiropractic. I mean, uh, what, it's like the, the statistic is a person may have a problem in one in like five million in terms of a reaction to chiropractic care um, that is actually dangerous or fatal or might lead to death. That is a very low rate, particularly when the just a, a normal anti-inflammatory drug is, you know, the, roughly around 15, uh, 15 Thousand to twenty thousand people a year die just of overdose and of the effects of of uh, those drugs. The biggest um, killer of of the liver is um, acetaminophen, uh, often known as Tylenol. Uh, this drug is is kind of a dangerous drug when it comes to this. Although it's you know a fairly decent painkiller in certain instances, it's still a dangerous drug. And yet the chiropractic profession was just being defamed in that way. Okay, now, what happened in that case was that the chiropractic profession actually, about six doctors, actually sued the AMA and all these other people for illegal boycott of the chiropractic profession, a legitimate uh, licensed profession. And the result of that was the Judge Getzendammer was her name. Uh, the, the result was that it was ruled that they were guilty of a, an illegal boycott against the chiropractic profession and they were ordered to back off, okay? And they were actually ordered to say, yes, we're guilty of this. Um, we are not going to do this anymore. Uh, that kind of happened to some extent. They backed off quite a bit. But now, and this is interesting because just recently, an article came out in the AMA Journal, which actually says that chiropractic may be your best option for low back pain. And we're going to get into that in just a little bit. So it's gone in the last maybe even you know, 20 to 30 years. It's gone from a battle you know, with this, these organizations to them admitting that maybe chiropractic is the best alternative for certain things. Okay, we're kind of contrasting some things here because just 30 years ago, the big medical organizations were attacking and had been doing it for 40 years, were attacking chiropractic, you know, just had us by the throat and they were just shaking us really hard, which is, by the way, not good on the neck. And uh, that is something that was going on just routinely. They had a, com a complete funded committee, you know, a million dollars a year just to go around to medical schools and tell medical doctors that we were quacks, that we were rabid dogs and killers. You know, it was all ad hominem, no evidence given or anything else. And now two powerful studies come out. These are randomized clinical trials, and that's the 
the uh, you know the best kind of medical study you can get, a randomized clinical tri trial of 1,711, this is the first one, patients. And the evidence in this was for the spinal manipulative therapy was a statistically significant association with improvement in pain. Now, kind of internalize that, that let that soak in. You know, almost 2,000 patients, 1,711 patients in this randomized clinical trial and there was a statistically significant association with improvement in pain. Another one, and these, this is the, um, this is the 12 randomized clinical, the other one was 15 uh, trials. The, this one was 12 randomized clinical trials comprising 1,381 patients and the statistical significant association with improvement of function. Now, that is interesting, isn't it? Because, I mean, pain is one thing. Pain can often debilitate function also. But here is a clear differentiation between it. You can get improvement in pain, and you can do more. Now, that, by the way, I've done that experiment myself. I actually have a broken back. It's called a spondylolisthesis, where the retaining bones in the back of my back are broken, and my Fifth lumbar vertebra, my lowest vertebra in the back, right on top of the tailbone, has slipped forward. Uh, it was about a quarter of an inch. Now it's a little bit more than that. Lots of arthritis, et cetera. But I very seldom have back pain. Now, how do I deal with it? I deal with it with chiropractic. What does it do? Well, what it does is it diminishes the pain radically. And I just have to tell you, after the show here, I'm going to be going out and playing tennis. And believe me, the guy I play tennis with is tough. He has the greatest passing shot. He does a fantastic backhand. He's got a solid serve. And I am going to be putting my spine to the test. All right? Now, why? Because function is there. Why? Because chiropractors, the chiropractor I go to, understands the spine, even when it's that far out of normal, understands the spinal function, can get me back into a functional place without pain and with full function. Now, I have to be careful. Don't get me wrong. I don't sleep on my stomach. I don't, you know, there's lots of things I don't do. There are chairs in my house I completely avoid. Why? Because when I sit in them, I get racked, all right? So I'm vulnerable, no question about that. But one of the functions that chiropractors often fulfill, and I definitely do it at the Welcome to Health Center, is we discuss things like beds. We discuss things like chairs. We, I, you know, I tell them, take an inventory. When you sit in a chair and you feel pressure on your low back, and pain when you're arising from the chair, that is not the chair for you. Find a chair, try out all your chairs, sit in it for 10 minutes, for 20 minutes, for 30 minutes, read a book in it, and find out which chair is for you. If you're going to go buy a chair, I, the way I do it, I can tell you this right now, and I do this systematically, I go and I sit in the, in the couch or the chair, and I read a book for a while. If I get up and I have pain, that's not the one I purchase. You know, couches and chairs are expensive, let's face it. By the way, if you're going to get a couch, get one that has a Velcro or a zipper that you can actually stuff more things into it. Because a lot of things, you just, whatever comes, you know, that's what you're stuck with. Um, and you have to do extraordinary things with upholstering in order to fix them. Well, we just bought a couch recently, and uh, it has a zipper in all of the cushions. And I sat in it and it was awful. It racked me. So what did I do? 
I unzipped it. I started throwing all kinds of stuff in. Usually what I like to throw in are towels because towels, cotton towels, compact. They give you a nice firm surface. They're not too, not too sloppy, and you can do that. So, so do that kind of thing when you do furniture. But let's get back to the studies now. These two uh, kinds of um, random clinical, randomized clinical trials both showed that chiropractic is effective, one in pain, one in function. Okay, now it also said this. In those studies, there were no serious adverse events. Now, that is rare in most medical procedures. I mean, you go to surgery. Uh, uh, the surgeon that I consulted on my shoulder problems, um, obviously, you know, I've got, some, I've got some speed bumps in there. If I do certain things, you can hear, boom, boom. You can, you can feel it in there. It's very painful. Um, but, but I went to him, and, and uh, he said, well, let me just tell you, you know, we can put a new shoulder in there if you want me to. But let me tell you what my surgery professor told me. He said to me, there is no condition that is so bad that it can't be made worse with surgery. That's kind of a strange thing for a surgeon to say. By the way, there's an honest surgeon. He told me the truth, and I took the truth. He said, you're adjusting people every day. You're working on people. You're out there playing tennis. Do you have pain? Yes. He said, how many, how many hours of sleep do you lose a day? I said, a couple. And he said, you're not ready for surgery. He said, you know, when it gets so you can't sleep very much at all and you're, you can't work, et cetera, then come in for surgery. Now, what is the solution to that then in my particular situation? There's a chiropractor in town that I am kind of a student of, and uh, I use a lot of his techniques. I went to him. He adjusted my shoulder. He restored about 25% more function to the shoulder. Is it perfect? Not perfect. But 25% is how much? 25%, exactly. And that was absolutely incredible. We have people coming in all the time with foot problems. You know, what do I do? I adjust their feet. Does it help? Yes. Does it completely cure the problem? Usually. But in the cases it doesn't, in most cases, I get a percentage improvement. Why? Because manipulating joints in the proper way, adjusting them so that they more approximate normal function, reduces both pain and improves function. And that's what this article is basically saying about the spine. Okay? Now, it, it, it noted in here, on the other hand, and this is the, the second part of the paragraph in this article, it says that paracetamol, which is acetaminophen, which the most popular brand of which is Tylenol, and this is a quote, is ineffective in the treatment of low back pain and provides only short-term benefit for people with osteoarthritis. So you take it for a while, but it doesn't really help much. These results are supported or support the reconsideration of recommendations of use of paracetamol or Tylenol for people with low back pain and osteoarthritis of the hip, knee, and in clinical practice guidelines. So even the medical profession, in terms of broad view of the research that they have, are no longer recommending these, this you know, drug that has been given to people all over the world for back pain, they're no longer recommending it for back pain or arthritis of the spine, hip, or knee. All right? Also, the next paragraph says, um, compared with placebo NSAIDs, that's non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs, which in terms of brand names uh, includes um, um, 
Advil, uh, Tylenol, Advil, uh, ibuprofen, these things, aspirin. These particular drugs uh, do not uh, provide a clinically important effect on spinal pain. And six patients must be treated with NSAIDs or these drugs for one patient to have clinically important benefit in short term. Now, so six people have to take these drugs, by the way, which do have side effects. Uh, then the side effects range from um, the, the people having intestinal bleeds, heart failure because the heart cells are not being replaced. We've covered this in other shows. All the way to uh, fibroid cysts in the uterus, et cetera, because the, uh, and the embryos because the, the um, um, eggs are not being released properly because the same thing that blocks the pain response is the thing that actually um, allows the follicle in the ovary to rupture and release the egg into the fallopian tube. It's like these drugs have side effects which are very, very broad. And so they say, you know, if you're going to be six people taking it in order for one to have clinically important benefit. Then, of course, you go to the next level. And what is that? The next paragraph down says, well, the other solution are opioid drugs. And most of you have heard about this on the news, OxyContin, um, Naproxen, those things are opioid medications. There's quite a few more now. And a huge part of the country is now addicted to opioids. Now, for those of you who don't know what opioids are, the opium is the root these are usually synthetic opioids so that they kind of get around the uh, prohibition of these uh, Schedule Five drugs. But um, you've got these opioid drugs, and now we've got a huge part of the nation that are addicted to opioid drugs. This is the same basic chemical molecule as heroin, and it has many of the same qualities. Namely, you take the drug, and at first it works really well. But what happens with heroin? Does that continue to get you high? No, you have to shoot more, right? And in a week, you have to shoot even more to get the same high. Why? Because heroin, the, the, the heroin works on the opiate receptors on the cell membrane. And the cell membrane has, you know, maybe 20,000 of these little receptors on it. And they are designed to kind of make you feel good, make you feel rewarded. And we're going to, and, and when you feel rewarded, then you have this feeling that, well, I got some pain, yeah, but it's okay. I'm, I'm basically feeling okay. But what happens when you take a little bit and it overdoses you a little bit, not to death, but a little bit, the opiate receptors are removed from the cell membrane. So now you have to take more. Then a few more are removed from the cell membrane, so you have to take more. So to have the same effect, you always have to take more, all right? Pretty soon, just to feel normal. Now get this. Pretty soon, just to feel normal, you have to be taking these opioid drugs. And if you remove the opioid drug, you feel as though there's nothing in the world that is worth living for. Why? Because you feel as rotten as you felt good. All right? Okay, we've been talking about the latest AMA article that validates chiropractic. Namely, they're they're referring to actual randomized clinical trials, the best in the world, and they've found that there's a significant association between using chiropractic care against pain 
and to restore function. We've also contrasted it. The medical profession has pretty much given up on their own medications in this way, not only because they just don't work, but also because they are highly addictive in some cases, the opioid drugs, and these are highly dangerous and lead to people who are either going to be on them the rest of their life without much benefit, to tell you the truth. Because remember, as you become um, acclimated to these opioid drugs, the effects actually diminish until finally you have to take the drug just to feel normal. And by the way, normal, if you haven't uh, uh, improved the function of your spine, normal is painful. All right. So what do you do? Well, the studies all show that chiropractic, in fact, it says 59% of consumers surveyed in Consumer Report were highly satisfied with chiropractic care for low back pain. Okay. It was even less for, for uh, physiotherapy and even less for a primary MD. So the best results, according to the patients uh, that go to chiropractors, is that chiropractic works better than any other therapy for low back pain. Now, by the way, it doesn't stop there because at the Welcome to Health Center, we deal with headaches, migraine headaches, the worst headaches in the world. We deal with, with um, uh, tension headaches uh, on a daily basis. These things are things that you do not need to live with. You can actually get help for these things. Give us a call at the Welcome to Health Center, 309-764-2115, and leave us a message. We'll give you a call back, and we'll get, get you in as soon as possible to get your problems resolved. Talk to you next week. Bye-bye.